As we have seen, the first parak of Kilayim lists lots of pairs of species of plants and animals and tells us whether those two species, those two types of animals or plants, are considered Kilayim with one another, in which case one would not be able to plant it together or to mate the animals together because they are considered two different species. And so far we've really seen this only with produce, which types of produce cannot be planted together, but now the Mishnah will move on to animals. And we know that within the category of kilaim of animals, there are two prohibitions involved, one being mating them together, and the other one being tying them up together to do work together. But again, that is only forbidden if it's two different types of species. So we need to discover what is considered two, di- two types of species. So the Mishnah says, has the Eva HaKelev, a wolf and a dog. The Mishnah will say that these two are considered kilaim because although they have similar characteristics and possibly come from the same family, they are still considered two different species with regards to kilaim. Number two, kelev hakurfi vashuel, a village dog, a dog which grows in the village, or it possibly refers to a dog which is used by hunters, but that dog and a shuol, a fox, although they're similar and they look similar as well, they are still different species. Goats and gazelle, some sort of ibex or a wild horse with a ewe, a female sheep, a horse and a mule, a mule in itself actually comes from kilayim of a horse and a donkey. The product of that is a mule. Nevertheless, even though one of its parents is a horse, it itself is considered a new species, and therefore would be kilaim with a horse. Haperd v'hachamer, a mule with a donkey. Again, even though the mule, one of the mule's parents is a donkey, it would still be kilaim to join that together with a real donkey. Hachamer v'ha'ore, the regular donkey and the wild donkey. Afav b'jadomizalazer, even though each of the two animals listed in each pair are similar to each other. In general, their appearance is quite similar. Nevertheless, they are different species, and therefore, kilaims are there. They would be kilaimed to mate them together or to work them together. Mission Zion, we've mentioned that within the category of kilaim of the field, leaving beside kleakerem for the moment, which is kilaim in a vineyard, but in a regular field, there are two prohibitions of kilaim. One of them is, of course, to plant two seeds together, and that the Torah explicitly prohibits. The Torah says, Sodokhalu Sizar Kilayim, you shall not plant Kilayim in your field. However, the second part of this category of Kilayim, Kilayim of seeds or Kilayim of the field, is not actually mentioned specifically in the Torah. The second category, as we have seen, is grafting two plants together. So once they have started to grow, to tie the branches or the stems together, so they continue growing but together as one. And the source for this prohibition is the fact that the Torah puts next to the prohibition of planting seeds together, the prohibition of mating animals together. And we learn from there that just like when it comes to mating animals together, that's talking about once animals are already there and have grown, and then they mate together, so just like that is forbidden, to join those two species together, the same applies to plants in a field, and therefore it's forbidden to fuse two trees or two other types of plants together in the field. So the mission tells us, in Ilan, one cannot bring a tree together with another tree. This means that two different species of a tree, two different types, cannot be fused together so that they grow together. Now the truth is, any tree which is not a fruit tree, because it's not considered so significant since it hasn't got fruit, all trees which don't grow fruit are considered like one species. And therefore you could graft two different trees together if they do not grow fruit. However, if even one of them does grow fruit, then already it's considered two different species, two different types of fruit, of, of trees, and therefore it would be kilaim to graft them together. As well as that, the prohibition also obviously applies to Yarak 
vegetables or plants with other plants, or a tree with a green plant which doesn't have a trunk. Yorok refers to green plants in general, things which grow on the ground directly, and you can't fuse these lower vegetables onto a tree either. Because again, since they're different species, they would be considered kilayim. However, Rabbi Yehuda Mati Yorok Ilan. Rabbi Yehuda allows one to graft these green plants together with trees, whichever way around you do it, whether you wrap a tree branch around the stem of the vegetables, or whether you do it the other way around. Rabbi Yehuda allows you to do that, because when you do that with mixing trees and other types of plants, they don't actually fuse together to produce like a new type, which is a combination of both of them. They might be tied up together, but they don't actually fuse together properly, and therefore, according to Yehuda, it is not considered real grafting, because according to Yehuda, the prohibition of kilaim is only when you create a new type of plant, which is a real combination, but since over here they don't fuse together properly, it would be permitted according to Yehuda. Mishnah Chetz, we're now going to see a number of examples of the grafting mentioned in the previous Mishnah, and each example given, although at surface level might seem a bit obvious after we saw the previous Mishnah, there is something new which each example will, will provide. Now the Mishnah follows the opinion of the Chachomim in the previous Mishnah, the Tanakama, that even planting vegetables or other green plants in a tree or vice versa is forbidden as Kilayim. So the Mishnah says, One cannot plant these green vegetables, these green plants, within the stump of a sycamore tree. A sycamore tree produces lots and lots of wood, and they would often cut it to very low, and then it would regenerate and grow much more wood until it cut it again, and so on. After cutting it, you're not allowed to plant vegetables in the stump, so that when the stump grows more, and the tree grows more, it will grow together with the vegetables. Even though this is a very unusual way of grafting, and it didn't necessarily grow exactly together, nevertheless it is still prohibited. Man can also not graft pagan, which is some sort of herb with flowers. You cannot graft that to Kidalavana, which is some sort of tree known as a cassia tree. It's a tree which produces oil. The point is, even though pagan, this flowery herb, is usually not planted in a field or looked after properly, nevertheless it still comes under the prohibition of Kilayim. And the reason for these two examples, why they are prohibited, is because they come under the category of grafting green plants in trees. The following, for example, will be the opposite, whereas the opposed to grafting these plants onto the tree, actually in here, in these examples, the branches of the tree are grafted onto the green plants. So the first of those examples is a night in Yichr Shalteina. One cannot plant a branch of a fig tree, the Seicha Chatsuv, into a Chatsuv, which is some sort of plant which has very deep roots which go straight down into the ground, as, to, as opposed to branching widely outwards. And the reason why he would do this graft is so that the fig branch would cool down the Chatsuv. The Chatsuv could get very hot and therefore it was beneficial for the Chatsuv for a branch of a fig tree to be planted into it so that it would cool down. And the point of this example is to show that even though the reason why he's doing it is not in order to produce a new type of produce. He's not doing it in order to fuse them together, rather he's doing it for the benefit of one of the plants. Nevertheless, it is still prohibited because at the end of the day he is grafting them together. Next example, One cannot stick a vine branch into a watermelon, or possibly a regular melon, which literally means so that the melon will throw its waters into the vine. It means that the vine will be able to benefit from the moisture and the water within the melon. So again, even though you're doing it for the sake of the tree here, for the sake of the vine as opposed to in order to fuse them together, nevertheless it is still prohibited as kilayim, ipneshahu, ilon because it comes under the category of 
grafting a tree onto green plants. Alright, and the final example of the Mishnah is a nosen zerad la'as l'seicha achalomis. One cannot place a seed of a gourd into a chalomis, mallow, shetemishamarto, so that it guards it. And what we're referring to here is the seeds of gourd. Now, gourd seeds only grow in hot weather. So either during the spring or the summer, but the seeds will only start to grow the plant if they are warm enough. And therefore, if somebody wanted to plant gourd when it wasn't so warm, then what he might do was to place it into another plant, which grew even in the winter, let's say. And then that would protect it, as it were. It would keep it warm enough so that it could grow itself. So again, even though you're doing it only so that the seeds can grow, the seeds of the gourd, and so that the seeds of the gourd don't die, Nevertheless, since by the action which you are doing, you are grafting the two together, it is prohibited, and this time it's Mipneshu Yorik Riyorik, because it is grafting one green plant with another green plant, which, as we saw in the previous Mishnah, is one of those types of grafting which is forbidden under Kilayim. One who buries turnips or radishes under a vine or right next to a vine, and we're referring to either a bundle of turnips or a bundle of radishes, and because they're, up, they're in a bundle, it's clear that you're not putting them there in order to plant them, rather you're putting them there in order to store them so that these vegetables last longer, you want to store them into the ground, and the question is, are you allowed to do this right next to a grapevine? Now, in general, we're going to see later on in the Masechda that one is not allowed to plant anything right next to a grapevine. You have to leave a certain distance first, there has to be a large enough space in between them. However, that's only if you plant it. However, here, since you're only doing it in order to store the produce, and it doesn't even look like you're planting it because they're in bundles, it would be permitted. So the Mishnah says, If some of its leaves were revealed and not into the ground, and this will become relevant later on in the Mishnah, although not for Kilayim, even if the leaves were not revealed and couldn't be seen, there would still be no issue of Kilayim. However, the fact that the, the leaves are revealed will become relevant for another halacha, which we'll mention in a moment. But firstly, the Mishnah says that, He does not have to be concerned about Kilayim, because since they're not planted, and it doesn't even look like they're planted, it's totally permitted to plant those, sorry, not to plant them, to bury those bundles of turnips or radishes next to the grapevine. Belomish from Shavius, you don't need to be concerned about Shmita. Shmita is once every seven years, when for that entire year, it's forbidden to plant produce, and anything which did grow or was planted in that year cannot be eaten. However, here, since it's not considered planting it, it's once again permitted, as well as that, Belomish from Meisrus. You don't have to be concerned about Meisrus, about separating the tithes, Meaning when he comes to take out these turnips from the ground, that's not considered a harvest. When you harvest produce from the ground and you cut it off the ground, then you have to separate the various tithes and give it to the coin, the levy, or the poor person. However, that's only when they were planted in the ground. Here they were not planted in the ground, and therefore you would not need to separate the tithes when taking them out the ground. And finally, says the Mishnah, and here is where it becomes relevant that the leaves were above the ground. In Tolumba Shabbos, these plants can be taken out of the ground on Shabbos. Now, if they were planted in the ground, then of course you cannot uproot things on Shabbos. But here, since they're not planted, you can. Now, the reason why the leaves have to be visible and above the ground is because Majabonon, as well as not being able to take plants out of the ground, you're also not allowed to move around earth. So if these vegetables were totally covered in earth, then Majabonon, you would not be able to fetch them on Shabbos. And that's why the Mishnah says that you can only do this if the leaves were revealed and coming above the ground, which means that the vegetables themselves are not covered by the earth, so that you can take them out of the ground without having to move the earth. Now, the Perak ends off with an important machlekes about what exactly constitutes kilayim. According to the first opinion, when you plant one seed of wheat and one seed of barley together, that would be considered kilayim. That's just an example, but the point is, only one seed of each type of seed 
is necessary to make kilayim. And even that is prohibited. However, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, Eno kilayim, planting one seed with one other type of seed would not be kilayim. Ad shiyehush teichitim Unless there were two wheat seeds and one barley seed. Or one wheat seed and two barley seeds. Or one wheat seed, one barley seed and one spelt seed. The point is that according to Yehuda, it is only considered kilayim if three seeds are planted together, at least, but not two. And the reason for Yehuda is because the Torah says, You cannot plant kilayim in your field. And according to Yehuda, that teaches us that to plant two seeds together on empty land, where nothing else is planted, is not kilayim. It's only if you're planting them in a field, where something is already planted, that it will be considered kilayim. And therefore the first seed makes it into a field, and then the next two seeds which are planted are considered the kilayim seeds, which are now planted in a field, and therefore it will be prohibited, but only once the so-called field exists.